Chapter 3 City in a Box And that is how I found myself sitting on a bench in front of my office building, staring at my driver's license with my picture on it, but Matthew Drake's name. It was my picture. A security dragged me out of the building, kicking and screaming. I had caught my reflection in a mirror or a shiny elevator door or something, and I had recognized my face, so I knew what I looked like, and that was my picture on my driver's license. Problem was, it was Matthew Drake's name. I even thought to check out my credit cards. I was sitting on a bench in front of my work at this point. What else did I have to do? Security lost interest in me as soon as they had me out the door. That was somebody else's problem now. Name on the credit cards? Matthew Drake. So how does this happen? One minute, I'm sitting happily in my office, doing whatever the hell it was that I was doing. Next minute, this freak just kind of sort of steps into my office and points his finger at No, wait, he never pointed his finger at me. He just told me that my name was Matthew Drake. That's all he did. That's when Charlie walked into my office. Freak is gone like he was never there in the first place. Charlie doesn't recognize me. Security takes over. Goodbye, office. Hello, concrete bench. Oh, let's get this out of the way as well. I was chosen. Fahrenheit decided that my name was Matthew Drake. No argument there. But I'm nobody special. I'm not some long-lost prince of the realm or any dumb shit like that. I'm nobody's brother, evil twin, Frankenstein's monster, ad nausea. I think I'm gonna puke. Could have been anyone. I'm anyone. Why me, Lord? Well, why not me? If not me, then some other me. Someone would be sitting on a concrete bench somewhere wondering what they had done to deserve this. Just so happens that Fahrenheit did his eeny, meeny, miny, mo routine, and I came up it. I got to sit on a concrete bench and wonder what I had done to deserve this. So what was going on? I've had time to think about this. It was like pin the tail on the donkey. No, really. Have you ever played that game? Well, what happens? You put a blindfold on and then have to pin the tail on the drawing of a donkey, right? Okay, what else do you do? You put the blindfold on, then someone spins you round and round so you get all dizzy and don't know which way is up, what way you're facing, or where the hell the damn donkey is. That's what was going on. The fair folk had dropped a bag over my head and they were spinning me in big lazy circles, hoping I would fall on my ass and not know which way was up. Of course, I didn't know any of this at the time. In fact, I don't think anyone ever actually told me any of this. I just sort of slowly managed to multiply 7 by 9 and get 42. At the time, I was just kind of sort of sitting on a concrete bench, thinking that the whole world had gone crazy. Someone had stepped into my office, stood in my door. Suddenly, the guy was there. Suddenly, the guy was gone. In between, he had told me that my name was Matthew Drake. Everyone believed my name was Matthew Drake. My driver's license, my credit cards, the name on my door. They all believed I was Matthew Drake. In fact, the only one who didn't believe I was Matthew Drake was me. 
So maybe I was crazy. It could happen. You hear about it on TV all the time, right? Maybe I'd had some kind of trauma or shock or something. Hit on the head, been smacked around by a car. Something so horrible had happened that the only way I could deal with it was to pretend that it hadn't happened to me. That it was all fine and dandy if it had happened to this Matthew Drake guy because I wasn't really Matthew Drake. Nope, I wasn't. I was fine. I was safe. Bad things only happen to other people. Trauma, partial amnesia, post-traumatic stress disorder or something. It could have happened. Or that other one, multiple personality disorder. Yeah, I'd heard of that one. That is where you have one person and sometimes he thinks he's Fred, other times he thinks he's Charlie. When he's Fred, he's never heard of Charlie. And when he's Charlie, he's never heard of this Fred fellow. I didn't know much of anything about it, just what I'd seen on TV. It was usually caused by trauma, right? Something bad that happened when you're a kid. But what causes a switch? One minute you're Fred and then suddenly you're Charlie. How long could the split exist before a switch happened? I could have been Fred for 20 years, never switching into Charlie. Then one day, something on TV, driving to work, who knows? Wham! Suddenly I'm Charlie, staring at Fred's driver's license. Yeah, I know. Pencils, telephones, and pin the tail on the donkey. Thing to remember is that I didn't know any of this at the time. One minute, I'm sitting at my desk. Next, I'm sitting on a concrete bench wondering who the hell this Matthew Drake person is and why his name's on my driver's license. The one thing I did know was that I was totally fucked up. I was schizo. I was ready to cash it in. The crazy train had left the station and I'm the engineer. I was staring at Matthew Drake's driver's license and I'd heard of multiple personalities. The mind is a wonderfully stupid thing. If you totally screw with your head, you will believe the wildest and most outrageous things as long as they seem to explain whatever the hell is going on. So I believed. Sitting on that concrete bench in front of my office building, I absolutely fucking believed that I had multiple personalities. I was Matthew Drake. Hey, Matt, you okay? Which is exactly what you want to hear when you have just finished convincing yourself that you are someone you are not. I looked up as if someone had just dropped a bomb right behind my bench, that total shock reaction where all your limbs go flying in every direction and you try to look everywhere at once. It was Charlie. Well, Matt, you okay? What are you doing out here? I don't know. I really don't know. Come on, man. Is something wrong? You look awful. Susan left me. No. Oh, shit, man. I'm sorry. When? The other night. I thought I could carry on. I thought everything would be okay. Why didn't you tell me sooner? That's rough, man. You two are high school sweethearts, right? That's right. I thought I could carry on. I just got so confused. I think I need to take a personal day. No problem. Take as many as you need. I'll clear it with the boss if you don't even want to go back inside. Thanks, Charlie. I just got so confused, like I didn't know where I was. Maybe I should see a doctor. Life is shit, man. Hey, they got the number for a crisis counselor inside. Maybe I could get it for you? Set up an appointment? Yeah, thanks, man. I just got so confused. That, of course, is when I made the mistake of trying to stand up. This next bit gets a little blurry. I think I tried to stand up and just didn't stop when I was standing. I went down, face first into the pavement, started shaking like a son of a bitch. Couldn't move. Couldn't do nothing except piss myself. My teeth hurt. Could taste spit and blood. I thought I was gonna die. Charlie ran for it, screaming something about calling emergency. So I finally stopped shaking. My head hurt like someone had been using it for target practice. But I felt better for knowing that emergency would be coming soon. 
I could just lie there like a dead freak, and someone would come to my rescue. I was so tired, I didn't think I could move. After a while, I felt better. Felt good enough to crawl back onto the bench and wait for emergency to come rescue me. So I waited, and I waited, and waited. And that's when I started to wonder when Charlie was going to come back and look after me until emergency arrived. Had they told him to wait somewhere special so he could lead them to me? Fuck! It could take emergency half an hour to send someone for me. Where were they? I was going to have a word with the boss about her health plan when this was all over. Where the fuck was Charlie? That was when I realized that there was nobody around. Nobody sitting on all the benches. Nobody walking by the office building. Nobody on the street. The street? Where were all the cars? It was quiet. And that was creepy. No cars honking, no people talking, no birds chirping, no wind, no nothing. And that was as weird as anything else that had happened that day. So where was Charlie? I wasn't going to wait any longer. No people, no noise. I must be having another episode. Fuck! I'd better find help. So I tried to stand and manage not to flatten my face again. That was a good sign. I could walk. So I start walking back toward our building. That's where Charlie had run off to. Security will have to notice me. And as I'm walking back toward our building, I start to notice something weird. There's something wrong with the building. It was... well, how to explain? The perspective was all wrong. It looked great from where I'd been sitting, but as I walked toward it, it started to look... off. Like forced perspective in a movie. You know how that works, right? I understand they use the same kind of trick at theme parks. You build something a lot smaller than it really is, place it real close, and it looks really far away. Something like that. Front of my office building was flat, like the wall of a movie set. I reach the door, push, nothing. Push harder, it finally gets. I open the door and see the ocean. No, really. I open the door and I see the beach. I see the ocean. Holy shit! I kind of half stumble, half fall through the opening, and I get a mouthful of sand. In the lobby? Where's the fucking lobby? Where's the damn building? I stumble, belching forward, crash into grass and sand, spit, gag, puke. I hear waves. I hear the surf crashing into the beach. I turn and look at back at the door. I see plywood. I see a facade. I see the backside of a movie set. Well, not the whole movie set. I see wood being supported by these two-by-fours, and I see the door. One side of the door is ugly brown wood. The other side is a glass door. I look around. It's a box, a really big wood box, maybe 20 feet on a side. Plain brown wood being supported with two-by-fours on one side, the outside, a city street on the inside, mock-ups, buildings, and everything. I've been living in a big brown box? How? This audio recording of The Fearful Pagidian and the Tale on the Donkey is copyright 2010 by Keith T. Jones. All rights reserved.